witches. I'm Felicia. And I'm Holly. Join us as we embark on a journey to discover the ins and outs of witchcraft and what it means to be a witch in today's world. Grab your grimoires, your crystals, and a hot cup of tea, and let's get get spooky. Merry Christmas, Felicia. Merry Christmas, Holly. In the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to <laughs> your eardrums for that. Because that was beginning to look along like Crimbus. <laughs> Aggressive. <laughs> Mary Chrysler. Mary Chrysler. <laughs> Happy Festivus. <laughs> it's uh, interesting. It's uh, Christmas Eve. Are you so. getting excited for Santa? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, buddy. Absolutely. I can't wait for a man to break into my home. And eat my food. <laughs> yeah, eat my food and leave me shit. Ooh. Yeah. No, it's good because tonight um I will be celebrating well, Alex's family is German. Yeah. So we do a big celebration on Christmas Eve as oh, traditional. Tannenbone. Exactly. Something, something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> so that's just it. His grandparents, his Oma and Opa, we're gonna go see his Oma and Opa, um, his mom, his brother, sister, our sister in law, and um have dinner with them and hang out with them yeah. and do our gift exchange. So it's exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Eat Chinese food, which makes no sense, but all right. Yeah, you guys do Chinese food, hey? Yeah. Just because it's like the only thing that's open on Christmas Eve. Fair. Yeah, fair. You guys don't get the marzipan? That's like the traditional German dessert? They, yes. So okay. we do we do like traditional German dessert. So like yeah. Alma goes to the German bakery here in the city yeah. and she gets like um like Black Forest cake. Nice. Um, she does the marzipan. These like really lovely like um, almost like a biscotti kind of thing. Okay, yeah, it's cool. like a sim- it's similar to like a biscotti. And then... You know, we do like coffee and cake. And then uh, there's this, it's like an apple cake that Oma makes. And she makes it every year at Christmas. And it's delicious. Like a strudel? No, it's not like a strudel. <laughs> Damn it's, it. um, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. And I'm going to butcher the name. But I always used to call it like, it's. I think it's called apple kuchen or something similar to uh, that. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I know what it is. But yeah. I don't know it well enough to even guess what the yeah. pronunciation it's is. It's fucking delicious. It is delicious. And mm. Oma Oma's like 83, yeah. right? So she uh she like it takes a lot of work. I've helped her make it one year and yeah. it's a lot of motherfucking work. It's is like She really 83? Yeah, Opa's 90. Oh, yeah. So that's the same age as well not 90. 83 is the same age as my grandma. Yeah. There Yay. you go, right? Good grandma's for the win. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate that tonight, and then awesome. And then uh, I'm also hosting Christmas this year. Ooh. But that's pretty typical. Yeah. Because I'm a. You have like the double oven, and like, I have the double oven. I have the best turkey recipe. If I do nice on myself. Ooh. And I also um I am just the type of person that I like hosting Christmas. Yeah. Right. So fair. like, there's a lot of people that really fucking don't like hosting Christmas, and they're like, I don't want people in my house. I don't want to decorate my house. I don't want to cook for like 15 yeah. people. And I'm like, all of that sounds fucking great. Like I respect both sides of it. Absolutely. Um. I would love to be a guest in someone's home. I also yeah. love to host. So yeah, I'll basically make myself at home anywhere I go. That's so. fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know this. Exactly. <laughs> and you're hosting tomorrow. Yes. Right? Yeah. So who's coming to your just uh mom, dad, Darren, Stacy. Nice. So any of my family coming? 
No, uh, we're going to see uh, Mike's sisters yeah. tonight. We're going to go to their house, also have Chinese food. Very cool. Imagine Yay. that. <laughs> um, and then I think Boxing Day morning, we're going to go see his brother. Oh, that'll be and nice. the uh, niece and nephew and stuff. So. Oh, that'll be really nice. Yeah. yeah. You can watch Auntie, look at my cool new toy that Santa brought me. Uh, I'll be sitting on the floor with them. Yeah. Playing along with them. Probably helping build. Bring them the presents I have for them, too. Exactly. I'm an auntie. I am that aunt. You know the aunt? Yeah. The aunt that just, like, buys you shit? Yeah. You're cool fuck. Cool Auntie Holly? Cool Auntie Holly. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I wish you were my auntie. Auntie Holly, Uncle Munkle. Uncle Munkle. I love it. They already have two other Uncle Mike. Uncle Michael. So. Uncle Munkle. Yeah. Love it. He's Munkle. Yeah. He's the monkey uncle. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) So what are we doing on this lovely Christmas Eve episode? So um, last episode we did the Yule, which was beautiful and great. And um, oh, yeah, I guess we didn't even talk about (laughs) how fucking awesome. Oh, Luminaria yes. was yeah our our Yule festival. It was so cool. Well, and just all the lights, like everything was so bright. And like we talked about on our last episode, our Yule episode is yeah. like, it's just so fucking dark here right now. Yeah, and especially on the twenty first. Oh man, it was dark at like what four thirty. Easy. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Like here's the thing. My favorite thing about christmas just in general the whole holiday season and i don't think you need to be religious for this i don't think you need Mm -hmm. to be any sort of denomination for this because my favorite thing of all everything about this season is the lights yeah like it could be whatever we could be celebrating the devil for all i care and (laughs) as long as there's some goddamn twinkly lights for me to look at i'm there for it (laughs) the easiest way to kill me hey you want to go see some twinkly lights yeah pop me in the back of a van yeah i'm in (laughs) i know it's exciting because we uh we also went and saw the castrol raceway yep right which so there's um it's not castrol anymore it's um uh some other name is it that's what it's a different name of the racetrack but whatever yeah so similar anyways there's this racetrack near uh the airport here in our city and uh they do like drag races and whatever during the summer and then in the winter they set up this like, lights yeah all around the, ra- racetrack. the racetrack so you drive your own car on the racetrack on the racetrack doing like three kilometers an hour <laughs> yeah. at best yeah <laughs> like a brisk walking pace <laughs> yes. generally yeah and you look at all these beautiful twinkly lights it's incredible and it's beautiful and they're like they're moving lights so there's like one where it's like santa skiing off a hill so on one side you see like santa yeah. going going and then on the next side it's like santa's He's jumping fine. off the hill yeah. <laughs> it's incredible the lights that they put on and they also it's set up by like one of the radio stations here yeah. so you can tune into the radio station and like they have Listen like the, the holiday music, music. Yeah. but it was great because we took my range rover and yeah. my range rover has a full the, glass roof yeah so, so from the the windshield to there's my this one part where they have like this tunnel of lights it, tunnel of lights doesn't even cover <laughs> this thing like if it's you incredible. are epileptic do not go incredible <laughs> yeah so we made uh we made a gobbledy and goop fucking drive <laughs> While we sat in the back from now on, we made gobbledy and goop (laughs) drive the car and we sat in the back drinking coffee and Bailey's. Just lying back, staring at the beautiful lights. Staring out the roof. (laughs) It was a wonderful night. It was amazing. Just downright magical. Yeah, exactly. So it was, uh, we've had a lot of fun over the holiday seasons with each other. So I love it. Yeah. (laughs) And now 
now we get to do uh now we get to just a relax sharp left turn away from holiday seasons yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, gonna turn, we're gonna learn i'm gonna take you back and we're gonna learn about the history of the tarot hell yeah because i, I recently bought myself my first tarot deck which is beautiful it's like the tattoo art style deck it's gorgeous and uh kind of sparked a little fire in me if i do say so myself yeah so i like well here's the thing that last reading i did for us at the start of the month december or december 1st Mm -hmm. reading or whatever it was yeah blew my mind (laughs) yeah i was like what the fuck like am i yeah am i good at this do i do i have whatever the fucking intuition or yeah the the, the gift or whatever like i think so i was like you know what i should probably buy a tarot deck i agree so i did and i bought a book separately to read about tarot and i was yeah. like wow this is so fascinating yeah um the book i bought mostly talks about how to use the decks yeah but it does touch briefly on the history very cool so that kind of sparked a flame intrigued me your leo flame yes. flared up and my one little sun sign <laughs> shone a little brighter so everything else we're about me is water the, we're still trying for that season assist <laughs> could you imagine could you imagine rihanna listen to our episode just to listen to i would poorly sing poorly <laughs> imitate her <laughs> magnificent fucking singing voice imagine i, I would, would shit, shit myself yeah exactly dude we'd both shit just poop just, on the floor <laughs> you want to see two grown adults shit themselves in two we'll seconds make flat. some witch cake you get rihanna to listen to this episode yeah. jesus christ <laughs> incredible so anyway <laughs> fucking christ i'm just thinking about shitting myself in front of rihanna <laughs> fuck i would die (laughs) can you imagine no that would be the fucking worst you're like holy shit hi how are you i'm a huge fan i've fucking seen you live like i can't even tell you how many times and then you're like i i just shit myself (laughs) i'm a grown-ass woman and there is poop in my underwear i wouldn't even tell her i would just waddle away waddle because you're not walking you're not walking normally if you shit yourself i would i'd fucking hold Confident it together strides yeah and then Poopy it'd be pants <laughs> i'd have fucking i'd be like a newborn baby shit up my back i don't give a fuck <laughs> i would hold it together until i was out of Christ. eyesight <laughs> i'd need fucking multiple showers to clean me up but i would fucking hold it together absolutely not <laughs> no i would waddle away like a penguin in fucking heat man i don't <laughs> <laughs> Not I. Not I. <laughs> Confidence is key. Even if I smell make like it shit. Till you make it. You have no idea, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> I love this for us. <laughs> Anyways, back to reading tarot. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> Matter at hand. <laughs> back to tarot. Yes, tarot. And on your left is a podcast episode. <laughs> just gonna do a little u-turn and <laughs> revert back to being podcasters and not just friends shooting the shit real quick sometimes i do forget that this is what we're doing and i'm like oh fuck like get it this together is a job almost oh, people yeah. do this for a living full time for their employment yeah. we're just uh, making a mockery of it <laughs> at this point 
and yet somehow people enjoy it it's incredible to me i fucking our fans must be the greatest people on the planet i can't wait to meet them i one day. fuck man like i bet you like my kind of fucking people like if you hope. if you regularly listen to this and you're like fucking excellent content like bet you're the best kind of person <laughs> Because we're pretty great. So, like, if you like us, you probably are oh also God, pretty great. Oh, my God. You're, like, amazing. <laughs> you remind me of me. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, dude, it's funny that you say that because there's sometimes, like, while I'm editing, I honestly cannot tell Who said who's what? talking. I know. Right? I'm like, fuck. We even sound alike. I am just much more um, lispy. So. <laughs> I don't pronunciate like you do. <laughs> it's... <laughs> because i got a big ass mouth and i talk a lot it's also because i have like a partial hearing problem so i just have a you loud talk voice extra loud i talk extra loud and i'm like i enunciate everything yeah i do not yeah i know I mumble i'm mimbly mumble that's why sometimes i'm like what if you think i'm bad you should hear mike i can't that's the problem that's, <laughs> 10, ten, ten years worse. i've known that man i don't know what he's ever said no, no he's like boomhauer on king of the hill <laughs> it's all a mystery it's all a mystery man of mystery you know what else is mystery tarot tarot cards <laughs> sorry go ahead i'll stop i'm terrible so tarot cards yes are a mystical ancient art okay so the tarot readers use the cards to unveil our deepest concerns and sometimes our secrets mm, of course Right? Yep. So tarot cards' origins are as mysterious as the source of their powers. Of course. Right? So I'm not going to lie. Like the first time I ever had tarot or like heard about tarot or learned about tarot, I was like so skeptical. Oh, yeah. I was like, you're telling me you're going to pull cards that are like, you know, and you're going to tell me my future or whatever. At the time, I always thought it was like kind of like one of those. Oh, you're just reading my body language. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or you're just throwing out like really generic terms. Yep. That like anybody could connect with. Yeah, exactly. I talked about it in the first episode about uh, my first real, like what I consider my first real encounter with magic. Kaylee was the one who read it. And like for years, I was like, Kaylee's a fucking witch. Everybody said Kaylee's a witch. And I was like, well, whatever. And then we went on this camping trip and she was like, here's all your fucking trauma in a single card. And I was like, bitch, who are you? What the fuck fuck is this shit? (laughs) Get out of here. Do you remember the actual card she pulled? She did a full spread, so it was um, it was like one, two, three, four. I think it might have been like a seven card. Hold on, did she do pull? one card straight and then one card across? Yeah, she did the Celtic cross. Yeah, the Celtic cross, called. yes, yeah. that's exactly what she did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and cool. it blew me the fuck away because every single card yeah. in every single position was so just made so much sense fucking to you. accurate, yeah. and I cool. was like. I, I remember I literally cried. Yeah. I literally cried. I would freak me out so fucking badly I cried. So as it should because Tar- tarot magic is spooky. Be, magic do be scary. Yeah. Can magic be. do be scary. Yeah. That's why uh the church was so afraid of it. Fair. Carrying on. <laughs> Fair. So Not wrong. The history of tarot cards is unclear. But it is thought that the earliest documented mentions of tarot are from 1442. Oh, wow. So, like, old as fuck. Yeah, dude. I did not think it was that old. Yeah. That's cool. Before the fucking witch trials. Yeah. Wow. really cool. Wild, right? 
And it was thought that they were originating out of northern Italy. Okay. So it is also thought that they were invented, though, about two decades earlier than their first mention. Oh, wow. So, like, right around the 1420s. Yeah. Which Very is, like, interesting. Old as fuck. Yeah. Old as fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Almost as old as me. <laughs> Certainly older than sliced bread. <laughs> Do you know what else is older than sliced bread? Mold? No. Betty White. <laughs> yeah. I like, fucking what? love me some Betty me White, too. though. Betty White's incredible. She's a, an amazing lady. Yeah, I know you named one of your cars after her. My car is Betty White. Yeah. So the oldest cards in existence today mm-hmm. are um, from the Visconti family. Okay. Which was an Italian family. And these cards were made in the 1450. Like deck? Like physical deck of they cards? They don't have the full deck. There is no like original full decks available but they do have cards from that deck yes wow isn't that insane are they in like a museum or so that's so cool yeah that is cool so cool so we're going to talk more about the visconti family later okay so mystical symbols on tarot cards suggest a connection to the ancient civilizations of the east yeah um 19th century admirers of the cards assumed the cards originated there yeah so by the East, we're talking like Egypt, Middle East, stuff like that, right? Yeah. Not Italy, after all. <laughs> it's a fair. mystery where they come from. Yeah. Right? No, Reiterating that. Yeah. When I'm talking, like, if you're talking about origins from, like, the yeah. 1400s, so, yeah. you know, what, 15th century? Exactly. That is old, old AF. Old as fuck. Yeah. So, well, and we'll get there. I don't want to ruin things. That's fair. <laughs> We'll move along. <laughs> so, mystical symbols on tarot cards. Blah, blah, blah. 19th century. Admirers of the cards assumed the cards originated there and came to Europe with the first trade and travel contacts or Ooh. or that they were brought back by the Crusaders. That's interesting. Yeah, because the Crusades were definitely happening in mm-hmm. the East at the time. However, yeah, tarot cards did not appear in Europe for over at least two centuries yeah after the last crusaders had returned so surprise it's not actually from the middle east okay fair enough the the artwork is very similar to the kind of style that they would have but it's it it ain't it ain't from there it's not maybe it's just um inspired by i think so yeah yeah i think that's more like what it is that's fair so tarot has not always been a system of divination. Okay. So when we're talking about these tarot cards that were from in the 1400s, yeah, they were actually used as a parlor game. Oh. So it was a game very much like bridge, actually. Okay, that's interesting. For the wealthy. Okay. And it was only for the wealthy or the noble. Yeah. Because these cards were delicately hand-painted and you had to commission an artist... artist to create a deck of 78 beautiful little pictures. That's a lot of money. Imagine how much money you would have to spend on that. And An then insane on, amount. And then on top of it, like if it's used as a game, yeah. that means it's going to be damaged, yeah. which means like you're going to maybe need new ones. So it was a status symbol. Absolutely. Then. Whoever had the nicest deck of cards was yeah. kind of the most whatever, high, like high higher ranking. up on the hierarchy. Yes. Right? So That's very interesting. It's really cool how that was. And Back to the Visconti family, they commissioned someone to create a portrait of a relative in their deck. Oh, wow. <laughs> Can that's you cool. 
That's like very having cool. your aunt as the empress. Like yeah, what? that is actually really interesting. What a unique way. Cause like now when we talk about tarot, like tarot is very personalized to the yeah. reader. Like your deck is like your deck and exactly. And to have a deck made out of like family, family members, members. Fucking so cool. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So this parlor game though was just the beginning for tarot. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. We still, Look where we are now. Today, yeah. right? Mm, mass produced. It's all over. <laughs> it's in fucking you chapters can't meet now. A, <laughs> yeah, can't meet a witch without a tarot deck. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> I think that's how a lot of people get started with it now. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So as appeal of the game widened, yeah. the cards were simplified, copied, and eventually with the invention of the printing press, yeah. printed. Of course. And mass produced. Yeah. We don't know when the deck went from popular card game yeah to a tool of mystic divination. divination but honestly when you think about it it's not that big of a leap no because what's a card game a game of chance yeah with specific you, rules right it's it's a game of chance and you know you get a bad hand yeah. fates dealt you a bad hand yes right so oh, i love that connection you just made <laughs> no it's true so it kind of crosses over yeah. to this to the realm of of chance becoming destiny very interesting right i really like that that's really cool <laughs> that is really cool so that's neat so is it kind of similar to like a card deck today like so is there any like yes okay there is we're going to talk about it. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's in here. I saw it in your face. I was like, I'll stop. <laughs> it's in here. We're cool. just not there yet. Cool. We're talking history first cool. versus what we have right now. Cool. Okay. 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 So the first people to really perpetuate that the cards had mysterious properties mm -hmm. were the nomads of the Romani region. Okay. So Romani no nomads had them, had these cards. Yeah. They were known to be experts in mysticism Hell and yeah. magic the ogs the ogs exactly yeah. the og fortune tellers Hell really. yeah, like if you look at like the the fortune telling um yeah. games whatever like that you can see at like sideshows you know what yeah, i mean yeah. circuses it's, it or is that kind of style midways yeah yes. absolutely so yeah yeah well i mean and even if you talk about like the depiction of these types of men and women in like yeah. hollywood it's very much always depicted as like these Romani nomads. Exactly. Is it Romani? Romani. Romani yeah. nomads. Yeah. yeah. People of Europe would turn to them to have their future told with questions about their health and happiness and love. Yeah. And while the people of Europe were enchanted by these cards and their properties, the church, not so big. Yeah. Not so big on them. You don't say. <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs> So in the late 15th and six and, and early 16th century, mm -hmm. around what what was happening around those times? Uh, the witch trials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, churches suppressed any suggestion of a power not ratified by Christianity. Yep. And declared any whatever supernatural whatever yep. uh, dangerous and heretical. Oh yeah, absolutely. Of course, right. Uh, let me so, guess. Demonic, possibly mm -hmm. in line with Satan. So tarot cards were banned. Of course and they were. Systematically burnt. I'm Whenever found. So I'm going to pull a holly. I hate this. It's <laughs> awful. Right? So the reason why it's so impressive that that Visconti deck from is still 1450 is still even partially exists. Incredible. Is incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So that's why, though, there's no full deck from back then yeah. available. And that's why their history is so unknown is because the church 
massively suppressed it, massively burnt it, tried to wipe its and entire had existence. to go completely underground. Yeah. Well, remember we were talking about in these witch trials about how scary it would be to be yeah. these practitioners who were trying to keep the practices alive or the grimoires alive exactly. or the tarot decks intact. Exactly. Like, you'd have to be fully underground and hide all of it. And also, let's just talk about like paper trying to make it through 500 yeah. years of paper. Yeah. I get receipts in my bag for six months and they disintegrate. Like, fuck. I have <laughs> six months, man. It makes it longer than mine. It's like six minutes. <laughs> I got receipts. My mom has receipts on her cork board at home. Oh, yeah. That are so old that the print has just like worn away. Faded. It is just fucking receipt paper now. <laughs> yeah. Why is that still here? Yeah, I have those. As an accountant, I have this like weird <laughs> insatiable desire to. Must hold everything for seven years. Yeah. It's drilled into my fucking head. So I have everything. Oh, no. Yeah. Just in case I ever want to return lip balm that I bought eight years ago. Like, what? Yeah. Dumb. So the tarot remained underground and hidden for over 200 years. That's incredible. Until there was a chance meeting and it was propelled once again out of obscurity. Really? In the late 1770s. Yeah. A French clergyman... Fuck off. Antoine Court de Jeblin. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Hey, it sounds French to me. Antoine Court de Jeblin. Jeblin? Jeblin. 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 He came across some travelers, mm-hmm. probably Romani nomads. Yeah, makes likely, sense. Right? Or descendants thereof. Yeah. Yep. And they had some interesting cards with them. <laughs> Incredible. And he was intrigued by these cards. So the travelers. Thankfully, they bumped into a good dude. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been 200 years, right? So like. I guess. Fair enough. Are they even actively looking for tarot at this point? Fair enough. Or ad- tarot even considered. Right? You and know the witch I mean? hunts were kind of dwindling yeah. down and so, settling. And- so here's the thing. So these travelers told him that they believed that their cards came from Egypt. Okay. So they, they also believed that the cards came from the east. Okay. So De Jeblen, mm-hmm. um, he was actually already interested in looking for magic that ancient Egyptians had been masters of magic and ritual. Fuck off. Which we already know they were. Dude, you want to talk about <laughs> fucking chance meeting and the mystic, the mystery mm-hmm. of tarot and like fate becoming destiny? Fuck. So crazy, right? Yeah, that's incredible. So- he studied the cards and he after much studying claimed that they actually came from a lost egyptian handbook the book of thouth no fucking way Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. that's crazy right that is cool so that is cool so like was the deck like derived from teachings of the handbook that's what he believed yeah yeah right so in 1781, he published eight volumes that dealt with esoteric material, okay. including a chapter called the De Jeu de Tarot. Okay. So that chapter had the idea that Egyptian temples and libraries, which were destroyed, yeah. were now reincarnated in the tarot cards. Shut up! And here were 78 pages from those libraries that you could see. If you just looked at the tarot cards. Incredible. That is really interesting. His conclusions, though, that may have been hasty. We don't know for sure. Right. We really don't know. Um, But what a fucking cool idea. 
Right. What a cool idea. So. And I mean, there has to be some type of, I mean, don't call it, don't, you know, not factual, but like if he has been studying Egyptian mystery mysticism divination da 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 then like there has to be kind of some fundamentals for his belief oh exactly yeah right it has to come a reincarnated library fucking sign me up sounds so cool right so cool yeah two years after de jeblin uh published this we come across jean baptiste Aliette. jean baptiste i know jean baptiste do you know Aliette though no baptiste Aliette. okay maybe not that's a very common first name. There's That's another fair. there's another Jean Baptiste later. Okay. So <laughs> maybe well we'll see. We'll see if it's the one so, I know. Jean Baptiste Alliet. It in seventeen eighty three. He had various o- occupations. Okay. Um he had once been a fortune teller and then he wasn't a fortune teller. But with the reintegration of tarot, the, yep. the re- resurgence. Yeah, resurgence of tarot. Yeah. Um he became a fortune teller again. Cool. And this time he got famous for it. Yes. Th- then this is. So he actually changed his name to Atelia. Or Atila. How do you spell it? It's literally his last name backwards. E-T-T-E-I-L-L-A. Italia? Itilla or something. Itilla? Maybe. Itilla. Something like that. I think you're right. Yeah. That sounds right. He became famous using tarot cards. Yeah. He actually became the first person in a society of successful tarot readers. And he set about giving the cards new meanings and devising new spreads. So like he's like father tarot. That's cool. Yeah. He kind of helped reinvigorate tarot and help um, really create how, how we recognize tarot today. That's interesting that he was like help develop like the idea of like mm-hmm. different spreads for different yeah. different meanings for cards too. yeah cool so he is actually best known for the spread the great figure of destiny fucking excellent name. isn't that a great name excellent name it's still in use today the tarot PR- readers do still use this the spread today that's cool pr team was fucking on top of it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so when you use the great figure of destiny it actually involves shuffling and laying out all 78 cards in the deck. Holy fuck. All of them. The position of the cards determine the relevance and significance. Okay. In the spread. So, as he was refining the great figure of destiny, the popularity of tarot was growing. Okay. Right? Yeah. And Makes one sense. of the known and renowned tarot readers was Madame Le Normand. Okay. I'm going to slow it down. Madame Le Normand. So... She became a celebrated tarot reader who is known for having predicted the future of Napoleon. Fuck off. Bonaparte? Yeah. Whoa. So, <laughs> on to my next Jean-Baptiste. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Predicted that he must have not been fucking happy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He didn't actually go to her. Oh. The person that did go to her was Jean-Baptiste Bernadotte. Oh, okay. Who was general to napoleon yes okay so he went to see her in france in january of 1804 yeah pretending to be a businessman so he like literally was pretending to not even be who he was yeah just he went to her like i just want to know how the end of this business deal is gonna go like is it gonna come out in our favor or not okay yeah yeah right and here's the thing the cards reveal your secrets yeah so like she laid out four cards yeah 
And her first card was a Knight of Swords. Oh. And she looks at him and she's like, you're not a businessman. Nope. She says, you're a high-ranking military officer. <laughs> I literally <laughs> just got goosebumps, dude. <laughs> Fucking tarot the spooks me, bro. she pulls is Emperor. And she looks at him and she said, you're connected to the one who will make Emperor. Yeah. I have full body chills and this happened like fucking hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Third card was the king of swords. She looks at him and she says, you will be a king though. (laughs) And the fourth card was death. Yeah. So (laughs) incredible. (laughs) Later that same year in 1804. Yep. Napoleon did become emperor of France. Yeah. King of France. Yeah. And then three years after Napoleon's fall, yeah, uh, Jean-Baptiste Bernadotte was actually crowned king of Sweden in 1818. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. that Isn't that crazy? Fucking spooky, bro. Tarot is spooky. I'm not kidding you. Like, tarot freaks me the fuck out. Like, it's insane. Remember when we were talking about the, in the in the types of witches episode about yeah. the hedge witch and how, yeah. like, that whole kind of, like... That whole, being this, able to cross into the hedge and yeah this kind of falls into that realm for me oh where it for sure because like i will say you and kaylee both i truly truly believe that you guys have the gift of like divination well i appreciate that honestly because like some of the shit that you guys have like predicted without even realizing you've predicted yeah. it and i'm just like what the fuck <laughs> and we talked about it like i feel like i have fucking zero intuition <laughs> like at it's all. in my science man like it's literally my birth chart yeah. to have a lot of intuition so that's fair i'm the complete opposite Whatever. indecision yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it's fine that's so crazy that's crazy right badass beach we are not done talking about madame lenormand she was building up her parisian clientele and she even made friends at the palace Wow. so while she didn't read for napoleon or that we know of she didn't read for Napoleon himself. She did read for his wife, Josephine. No way. Yes. And she had actually even predicted Josephine's marriage to Napoleon. Holy so, like, shit. This tarot reader was like literally intertwined with Napoleon. Napoleon. In like multiple facets. Yeah. So That's crazy. So cool. So insane. So Josephine actually decided to learn the secrets of tarot for herself but she only practiced like solitary readings so reading the cards for herself yeah which is kind of cool that is interesting and some people actually prefer it that way yeah. like i know kaylee when she reads tarot she yeah. prefers to read for people she doesn't know very well because exactly. she's afraid that like her knowledge of like her intimate knowledge of people's lives it will can affect influence. the reading yeah if yeah. you know someone too well when you're doing you can't do a reading for someone that you know too well yeah you exactly can't because you know too much about them yeah and that's just it so you like skew the cards because as much as the cards have meaning in them mm-hmm. you still have to discern the meaning from the cards as well absolutely right and if you don't really know what's happening in someone's life you know it's it means more to be spot on with things yeah then if you already know what's happening and you're like oh i can connect this card to this per- this aspect in your life that i am intimately knowledgeable about well that's you know just what I mean? it because like when kaylee did my first reading i tell you like i knew i think we knew of each other because yeah. we had a mutual friend group yeah. and but like every conversation we had ever had was so superficial that there was no fucking way she actually knew well exactly right like so. intimate details yeah now now if she was to read a card for me she's like one of my best friends now so yeah there's no way she could read my cards now yeah i wouldn't recommend reading your friend's cards it's just not 
no. not the way to do it but you do have to be careful when you're reading the cards for yourself because you're no longer impartial for that as well no, right of course not you can see um a negative card and read too much into that and kind of has scare a poor yourself reaction. exactly well, right yeah. and then on top of it like you know if you do like let's say you pull death yeah you know now you're being so who's fucking, gonna die someone but yeah, like death doesn't necessarily have to mean that death yeah. just means the end of something right yes it could be the end of a relationship or the end of a job or yeah the end of many things right yeah not necessarily end all be all death <laughs> you know what i mean like that's just it yeah <laughs> so back to the history we're yeah. gonna talk more about what the cards mean in a minute but towards the end of the 19th century there is a revival of mysticism among the intellectuals of europe so like since the 1800s like it was kind of just chooching along whatever right yeah so now we've got magic alchemy eastern religion the kabbalah yeah the ancient times were all kind of dusted off they're being brought back to the forefront resurgence of like you said just the mysticism yeah yeah so leading figures in london such as wb waits were attracted to secret societies (laughs) such as the hermetic order of the golden dawn yep the members of this secret society embraced the rituals of high magic very cool. Yates even wrote that mysticism is all that I do, all that I think, all that I write. Hell yeah. Like just completely immersed in it. Yeah. It is the, the alpha and the omega of my being. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. Cool. Like Trelawney. <laughs> Professor Trelawney. <laughs> exactly. But these new mystics, they were enchanted. But enchantment can be dangerous sometimes, mm. right? So all magic can many members of the golden dawn actually lacked a lot of self-control and restraint. Mm. So realizing the most potent symbols of the ancient mystical systems had been unified in the tarot. There were parallels between the tarot journey, the tree of life in the Kabbalah and the alchemical path to the philosopher's stone. Holy shit. Yeah. Like big things. That's crazy. Just all intermingled with one another. All intertwined, baby. Love it all similarities happening in here it's like the illuminati (laughs) just kidding (laughs) these um intellectuals golden dawn members they set out to refine and explain the tarot and to bring together all their ideas in a new and even more powerful deck one member of the order her name was pamela coleman smith okay she was an artist who worked with arthur edward Waite to produce what was called the rectified tarot deck Okay. She was actually paid very little for this. Fucking typical. Um, and she created a series of 78 cards known today as the Rider Weight Tarot Deck, which is currently still used today. It is the card deck that is used in all of like the tarot stock photos, basically. Oh, okay. Like that is the basic tarot deck. Like if you Googled the OG what is, tarot deck. What yeah. is the fool? You buy a tarot book. These are the... These are the cards that are depicted in it. It ah. is that original deck. It's like the most widely known deck. That's cool. The Rider Waite deck. I mean, that sucks that she was paid very little for and it. And she's not even fucking credited for it. Like, it's Ugh. not the Smith Waite deck. It's the Rider Waite deck. Yeah, typical. Fuck. Cool. Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> I fucking hate it here. <laughs> Despite, though, this deck is what Pamela is known for today. Yeah. Millions of this deck's been sold. It's insane. Yeah. Well, absolutely. 
right being the most well known i bet you for a certain like a, a good period of time it was probably the most mass produced and oh, like only easily. one available this deck was produced in 1909 yeah 1909 which is really not that i mean it's 110 long. years ago yeah 111 years ago been a hot minute yeah I mean, it has endured a century yeah right that's cool so it's very cool that's so, almost as old as our country right yeah. crazy so in 1905, the founders of the Golden Dawn kind of had deep differences in their interpretations of mysticism. Okay. And the intellectual curiosity of the early days turned into an obsession with the occult. Typical. Course. Yeah. Unfortunate, but yeah. typical. So the darker... Especially when you have no um, control. Exactly. Over yeah. it. Yeah. So... The darker side of human nature kind of emerged in the history of the tarot yeah. with a member of the Golden Dawn, Alistair Crowley, <laughs> who I was telling you about the yes, other day. Yes, you were. And I did a little bit of reading after you told me about him. Interesting fellow. A, he is interesting, right? Interesting is the word to use. <laughs> so he also created a tarot deck. Yeah. And it's the Book of Thouth tarot deck. Yeah. So this deck reflected his interests in dark forces and his preoccupation with the devil. We need to do an episode on him, though, because his story is fucking crazy. Yeah. I didn't read too much into him. I like very superficial high level. And yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm, holy shit. Interesting. Yeah. The occult <laughs> came with him. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. It's true. <laughs> so the 1960s. So jump ahead. Fast forward. 50 years. Um, brought a positive emphasis on mysticism. Right, so the the hippie movement, of course, right, the peace peace age, love, yeah, whatever movement, and yeah, incense, you know. Well, not only that, but like a lot of people were taking psychedelics as a way. Yes, yes at, absolutely. Right, and you know, a lot of people, were, like I was saying, a lot of people are taking psychedelics yep. to have that, like, you know, open their mind, and higher be more, being, exactly, yeah, absolutely, yeah. connect, connect with, like, you know, um, what's it called? astral astral, astral planning yes right yeah. is that what it's called astral, astral projecting astral projection yeah. yeah so like this is like the era of astral projection and, mm -hmm. and using you know hallucinogens and different types of you know drugs yeah. to exactly but they yeah. put a very positive spin on it very positive like reconnecting with nature and whatever yeah, right yeah. so being more in tune with yourself yes and this positive emphasis has kind of given a new slant to the tarot and now tarots regard the cards as a healing resource yeah and aid in counseling and therapy and we often see the readings as offering help right like yeah here's the thing like you have a reading and it kind of tells you how to work on yourself more yeah what areas of your life you need to be focusing on yep. stuff like that right as long so as you like take it as a as a means to the end not an end all be all no exactly yeah right so and i mean even when i've had my i've had my cards read by a few different people and every time i'll i appreciate the people who have read my cards for me mm -hmm. but they always say like your tarot will change as you make decisions on your path oh absolutely so, like, no matter what like don't take this as like this is the only thing yeah right exactly like as you make decisions shit will change yeah which makes sense so that's the history of the tarot up to now. So interesting. So what is tarot? Do right? tell. <laughs> so, so essentially, obviously, 
it's a system of divination. Yeah. It answers the questions about the past and the present and kind of hints at what's to come, right? Yeah. Desires, passions. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a philosophical system that can kind of get into all the nuances of your positive and your negative energies. And yeah. It, it can tell you about how you're conducting your life. And it can also, like we said, provide insight on, on where you need to kind of change yeah. patterns, right? Like, yeah. What you need to focus on, yeah. what you should, you know, like exactly. using ours as the last one. I need to stop fucking trying to control everything. It happens. Because it doesn't work. Right? So yep. it's enlightening in that way, right? Yeah. Usually we have a trained reader who can look at the cards and tarot to them yep. is like a language. Okay. Yeah. Right? The reader can kind of translate what the cards are saying to the person that is questioning, which we are going to be thus forth calling the querent. The querent? Yes. Okay. Um, because they are inquiring, 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 querent, yep. right? So, yeah. So there's no really right or wrong way to read the cards. It's, no, it's yeah. up to each individual reader. Yeah. Intuition. Exactly. Yeah. There are though set patterns that we call spreads. Yep. So like figure of destiny, whatever the, the Celtic, Celtic cross. cross. Yeah. There's a f- there's a handful of them. There's actually there's lots. There's lots. There's, there's plenty th- of them out there in yep. existence. And the people seek a reading in order to kind of focus for a while on their life. Yeah. And also to reflect on their personal situations. So maybe they're not in a place to like really do a lot of focusing on themselves. And this kind of gives them an excuse to do that as well. Makes right? sense. To yep. go see a tarot reading. Yeah. Makes sense. Kind of can help orient them to where they need to be going. Yeah. So I mean, and also like not to get into it too much, but I, yeah. I truly believe in the placebo effect. Like, yeah. Right. And I do believe that like maybe for people who are a little bit more skeptical and mm-hmm. people who are you know maybe not into mysticism yeah the placebo effect can work greatly like if oh you, absolutely if you're like i need to attract more positive energy and you, you like are telling yourself that this is working yeah chances are you'll start to feel a little bit better exactly right exactly so, so well there's nothing wrong with that no exactly nothing wrong with needing some positivity in your life oh. <laughs> god knows i did but <laughs> to a skilled reader though the cards will reveal everything mm. As you know. Yes. They're In a terrifying manner. They're trained. To the, the <laughs> querent. <laughs> they're, they're trained to identify every meaning in the images. Through learning to read tarot requires patience and dedication. And, yeah. and the best readers, they really, they have the knowledge, but they also, they have that intuition as well. Yeah. Right? So you have to know what you're looking at. You have to know what these cards mean. Yes. But your intuition is how you're going to decipher those cards for the person you're reading to yeah right so it's great um the pictures are ancient mystical symbols and they can trigger responses both consciously and subconsciously in the reader or the both okay interesting very interesting they inspire emotions recognition (laughs) nostalgia (laughs) hell yeah um and most readers though they'll settle with one or two favorite decks that they like the cards in. You're, like, honestly, yeah. like, you have to like what you're looking at, right? So, yeah. yeah. Well, it has to connect to you in some way. Exactly. Right? Like, my my deck is very much... Nature-based. Nature-based, yeah. central around plants. Exactly. Which is what I connect exactly. with. Yeah. There's many kinds of decks out there. So many. So many kinds so of decks. So many. So many kinds of art styles. Yeah. And they're all beautiful and unique in their own way. Yeah. You just have to find one that speaks to you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the basic structure of the decks... Or the same. Yeah, they are. I would say. So you've got the 78 cards made up of two parts known as arcana. Yes. So you've got the major arcana and you've got the minor arcana. Yeah. 
So the major arcana are going to be 22 cards. Okay. And they are picture cards full of complex images that represent archetypes, which are universal symbols psychologists believe are present in the collective subconscious. Makes sense. Right? Yeah. So these are cards typifying the challenges we meet in real life. Yeah. The fool card stands apart because he doesn't have a number. Yes. Zero. Yeah. Right? Like he's, He has no, no number. Yeah. He's the open-minded, innocent, eager to learn. And, and he in tarot, the fool card typically represents us. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so, you've pulled it fucking I pulled it three times. So many fucking times. It's stupid. <laughs> so he represents us, the traveler through life. Yeah. So it's almost like three groups in a sense kind where of, you've yeah, got like your major, one, your minor, and then you've got, you got your fool. Your fool. But the fool is typic- technically a major arcana. Yeah. I just, yeah. he is. Um, uh, he's unique. It's like own. he's got his own subset yeah. of the major yeah. arcana. Yeah. The major arcana aside from the fool, are numbered 1 to 21. And they are typically used as staging posts for the fool for his allegorical journey from birth to enlightenment. Dope. So the travel through the cards is the fool's travel through life. Dope. So (laughs) cool. That's how many readers kind of use the arcana, like how they remember the meanings to everything, right? Makes sense. So any major arcana in reverse alters the meaning to an extreme form of the card's face qualities. Makes sense. So it's basically like the opposite of whatever that card typically means. Well, it's like when we pulled the, uh, what was it, Emperor? In, in reverse. reverse. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a dramatic shift between yeah. upright and reverse. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah, exactly. So then you have your minor arcana. And remember earlier when you asked me, how do these cards relate to a current deck yes. today? Yeah. So just our regular 52 deck cards. <laughs> so that's where the minor arcana comes in. Yeah a 56 card deck yeah like they were the forerunners of our modern day playing cards right? yes you've got the four suits yeah and you've got from one to king to king in yeah. each suit or ace to king or yeah. whatever one to ace whatever exactly yeah ace to king i think yeah that's in each suit. interesting so it's kind of neat right it is very interesting each card in the minor arcana also acquired a meaning over time of course um we're not going to get into every single fucking card. Why not, Holly? For the minor arcana, because there's 56 I'm of them, and we're pissed. already at an hour-long episode. <laughs> I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> but Just kidding. Originally, though, the minor arcana cards kind of mirrored the structure of medieval society. Dope, so, dope, dope, dope. So the wands, like yep. the wand suit, represented the peasants. Okay. Now, today, if you pull a wand, it typically resembles like represents your work or enterprises yep yeah uh the coin or pentacles yeah represented merchants of the day yeah which is now which is now dollar dollar bills and finance yeah those are my favorite and then we got sorry to interrupt when kaylee pulled for me yeah she told me like she was like think of something in your head like while you're pulling your cards Mm -hmm. like think of like set your intuition as you're pulling yeah set your intentions and yeah. i was like I want, you know me i'm like i fucking love money give me more money I fucking love money yeah. so as i was pulling out of the what what how many cards were there i think there were like seven mm-hmm. cards if i'm not mistaken out of my seven cards five of them were, were. pentacles oh my gosh that's yeah insane <laughs> and then you got the cups yeah which back then were connected to the church okay Nowadays, though, they do represent all kind of spiritual matters, including affairs of the heart. Oh, love. love. 
I love, love love. Oh shit, get, get out of my fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That was fucking weird. I can't wait to hear what that sounds like. On the <laughs> Please leave it in. <laughs> so each card within the suit had different meanings as well. Like the Nine of Swords implies paranoia and conflict. Well, Seven of Swords represents severing either emotional, like a breakup, or physical, like a broken arm. Makes sense. Okay. And then the position in the spread is important. Of course. So in simple spreads, the position will refer to what point in time the card refers to, right? So like when we did the past, present, future spread. Yes. Right? As well, in larger spreads, the position of the card can determine like which aspect of the clearance life the card is describing, right? So like yep. you can have a spot for romance or money or travel, career, whatever. Yeah, past, present, mm-hmm. future. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. There is a central belief in reading tarot that the fall of the cards can be more than a random event. Like it's not random. No. There are so many possible combinations that the chances <laughs> of them falling the same way Exponential. are slim like one in millions oh, plural millions i would i would even argue like, higher than millions yeah and it's no accidental it is no accident how these cards fall you can take you can do a spread of cards and then take these cards move them out of the deck and do a whole new spread with different cards and still get very similar meanings from yes. them yeah right just based off of placements yeah at the end of the day the cards are no accident it's yep. no accident it's not random but the most important part of the process is the shuffling of the cards. Makes sense. As you're shuffling the cards, you're putting your energy into the into the deck. You're kind of adding your vibrations to it, whatever. Setting your intent. You're setting your intention. Yeah. And it's the most important part of the process. Yeah. Right? Your hands, the hands of the shuffler, are influenced by the subconscious energies, regardless of who sh- shuffles the cards. Yeah, makes sense. Some readers have the querent shuffle the cards. Yeah. Some readers will shuffle their own cards and have the querent, like, cut the deck. Yes. Kind of thing. Yep. Like I said, it's all up to personal Preference. choice. Yep. However they want to do it, it's still putting that intent, though, on the deck. Yes. Right? Some readers, prior to shuffling the cards, they'll have rituals that they perform. Like yes. Like, unwrapping the cards. Like, they'll wrap it in satin to keep yep. them from negative energies. And then they'll unwrap the cards and maybe put some music on or have, yeah. like, a little meditation where they where they meditate on their intent, right? Yep. So. Well, like Kaylee, like she, when she does her reading, she has a railroad like nail that she keeps, like she keeps in her tarot box and she has multiple things that she keeps to like help charge the energy for the cards. And then before she reads, she takes the stake, puts it in the center of her deck and like hits it to like ground her cards again. Cool. Yeah. Super cool. But it's like, it's her thing, right? I mean, I, I don't have a thing for my cards. I wouldn't call myself like a good reader though. I cleanse (laughs) my cards by fire. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I cleansed my cards by fire. How? I have these these candles. Yeah. I have five of them. So I placed <gasps> them Shut in the fuck a up. fucking star. Yeah, you did. A pentagram? Yeah. And I put my cards in the middle and I said like a little like, you know, fire spirit, cleanse these cards, whatever. And I Very left them there cool. for an hour and then. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> interesting yeah. i i definitely did not think about it that way i was like what'd you do fucking burn them just How are run they? them like, through the fire yeah no. i was like what no, no. that doesn't need to be in fire to be cleansed by fire fair, just okay. near it right just yeah. like how when you're standing near a bonfire and you feel yeah. like you know it's yeah. same 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 but different fair so tarot readers though they must pause and consider when they see 
bad news in the cards because mm. it does happen like we were talking about yeah, the death card does right happen. absolutely but for for most people like it's a mixture of good and bad news and it's a mixture of good and bad news it yeah. is and not everything is fucking cakes and rainbows in no life. and not everything is as simple as it seems too right like yeah. it, the death card doesn't necessarily mean death it's there's there's L- more to life well like you said it could be the end of a relationship yep. an end of a friendship maybe it's the end of something toxic happening exactly in your life. and could i think be good things it is and i think you just have to take it into consideration with the rest of the spread exactly you can't just focus on one negative card and take it at like literal face value 100 percent, right 100 percent. yeah complete understanding of how the tarot works honestly still eludes clearance and readers alike yeah <laughs> we don't know as how it, it works as it will forever magic do be spooky yeah and it's fine we're no closer than to explaining the power of tarot readings than we were 200 years ago yeah i don't think we'll ever be able to explain it i don't think so i don't think so either it's it's crazy yeah we're gonna go through lastly here um because we kind of talked about how many readers are kind of helped to understand the major arcana as the fool's journey through life yeah life we're gonna just kind of quickly go over the 22 cards of the major arcana okay and what they kind of mean sure that sound good yeah Cool. So this is like the stages of the fool's journey. So we already know what the fool is. Yes. He's the beginning of, of the journey, really. Like he's the, the innocent that represents us, right? Yeah. So number one, we have the magician. Okay. So he is the intellect. He's academic, the power of the mind. If you look at the card, he's pointing both to heaven and to earth in every representation. Yep. Um, and he acts as like a lightning conductor for energy right as he points to the heavens and to the ground he's conducting the lightning yes. he's conducting the energy what this symbolizes in the fool's journey is he is symbolizing the fool's birth his spark into life ah like his vital his entrance into the world exactly yeah. from from him the fool learns to create new opportunities and ideas love it and when the magician appears in a reading, it means the querent must be ingenious and creative in dealing with his problems. Very cool. Right? Yeah. Card number two. <laughs> Num- number two. two. <laughs> We've got the high priestess. Yeah. So the fool's spiritual mother, her book, like she's holding a book, mm-hmm. represents all the knowledge in which the fool must acquire. Interesting. Yeah. So when she appears in a reading, it may represent the queer secret lover or Ooh. an unknown admirer. Oh, wow. Interesting. It's fun to I me. Lo- I love love. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the high priestess. Number three is the empress. Yep. Love the empress. Um, Probably one of my favorite cards. Her and both the emperor signify security and guidance of parents to the full. Yep. Right. So the empress in sh- in a reading, she'll suggest a happy and mature relationship, sometimes even as much as a pregnancy. Yep. And then the emperor shows the need for wisdom and leadership, law, order and yeah. control. Yeah. It's so like that the maternal emperor, versus paternal yeah, yeah. forces. If so you when, will. for example, when the emperor came up reversed in our card, instead of needing law and order, it was no, no. Fucking let go. Let go. Stop trying to control things. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's. it's it's same, same, but different, right? Yeah. And then we have the Hierophant or the Pope. 
Yeah. So he represents the spiritual father where the fool learns humility and compassion. Okay. In the reading, it'll signify someone who is greatly respected by the querent. Oh, interesting. So maybe not a father figure, but something similar. No, but like maybe a a mentor Mm -hmm, or an idol. A leader of some sort. Yeah, somebody that you aspire to. Exactly. Yeah. So we got number six, the lovers. <laughs> I funny. like the lovers. It's funny. That's what I call favorite. Alex all the time. When I answer the phone, I'm like, hello, lover. That's gross. <laughs> Why do you get so gross? Because I yap it. Because <laughs> I'm a freak. No, I'm just kidding. Fucking nasty. <laughs> Gets my middle name. So what the lovers represent for the fool is decisions. He oh, actually, okay. he must choose between the golden haired woman who would be the sensible choice or the dark-haired woman who is the sensual choice. The, like, exotic, yeah. different, mysterious. In a reading, though, the lovers will usually um, be a warning to make choices wisely because there are far-reaching consequences. Mm, right? Okay, yeah. And then we've got the chariot. The chariot is the card the fool meets in his seventh stage of his journey, which is, it's it's a turbulent with two beasts pulling in different directions. Yeah. The fool feels like the inner turmoil of opposing desires and, and he can't progress until his own conflicts are resolved. It's almost like the fork of the road. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So the lovers is like, you have to make a decision. And the chariot is like him being on the, making that decision. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Interesting. So typically in a reading that the chariot will indicate like kinds of tensions that mm. are prompting the queer even to seek a reading. Yes. Right? Like, this is why you're even here. Yeah. The fact that you have a decision to make. Yeah. Here it is. Exactly. Yeah. And then the eighth card is justice. To the fool, he is solutions for the fool's dilemmas. Okay. So, he, the fool learns the value of wisdom, reason, and considered argument from yeah. justice. Well, it makes sense. Like, after he's been on this, like, massive exactly. dilemma, he makes the choice. And now yep. he's, like, figuring out, like how to make choices exactly very cool in a reading it will indicate legal solutions which may not be as straightforward as it can seem yeah right it's fair pretty easy makes sense to me (laughs) (laughs) love it (laughs) next we've got the hermit where he learns the value of solitary reflection i love me the hermit me too I when will, I was a hermit for like six years. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah. Absolutely. So when the hermit comes up, it will suggest that uh, the queer take time to kind of stop, think, take in their surroundings kind yeah. of thing. Right. Makes sense. And it's then necessary in anybody's journey. Almost halfway through our journey now, we've got the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fool learns everyone encounters changes in circumstances, but there's no good to blame misfortune on fate yeah it is important to make the best of what can't be changed yeah and it is it is fool's halfway mark yeah in a reading it'll mean movement movement in your life in some way yeah yeah don't get stuck on this whole Mm -hmm. idea that you've been dealt a bad hand exactly like it happens accept it forward learn from it grow from it move forward exactly love it so the next cards that the the fool goes through yeah will take the fool to the underworld where he will meet the darkest and most sinister cards of the tarot card number 11 all righty double ones we got the enchantress 
She is a powerful force. Hell yeah, she is. Strength. Her personal charm is considerable. Hell yeah. And from her, the fool learns that self-discipline is vital. (laughs) Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because he can't fall prey to the enchantress. Yeah. That makes sense? Absolutely, it does. Her goal is to enchant him exactly. into not moving forward. So you have to have your personal strength yeah. to resist that, right? When you get her in a reading, it's it sounds a warning. There's a warning here yeah. and a call for self-control and restraint, just yeah. like with the fool. It's almost like a call to action in a sense, exactly. like the Wheel of Fortune of like yeah. fucking figure it out. Yeah, figure out your own destiny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Quit blaming mm-hmm. shit on others. And we got number 12, the hanged man. Ooh. Honestly, the Hanged Man is aesthetically my favorite card. Is it? I don't know why. Yours is interesting in your deck. Yeah. It's interesting. So the Hanged Man teaches the fool to question values and search for new solutions when things no longer make sense. Maybe also this is why I like the Hanged Man because like... I would say so, I yeah. feel like I'm, I do that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, this isn't working. Try something new. Yeah. So when you That's get, very much who you are. I... Right? I yep. feel like that kind of hits me right here in the hits home feelsies. a little. <laughs> so when you get the hangman, it will suggest that sacrifices may be needed and that the querent must try looking at the world from a new angle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Take a new perspective. Yeah. Makes sense. Turn your life upside down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lucky number 13. My favorite number. We've got death. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Why did you think 13 would have anything good on yeah, it? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Because here's the thing. 13 is my favorite number. I know it's your lucky number. It's my, it's, it's my it fucking lucky number. Historically not, not a lucky, lucky number. Yeah, fair. <laughs> well, me and death are just going to ride it out. That's all good. All good in the hood. Yeah. To the fool, death does not mean the end, only change. The fool learns not to be frightened by this change, but to embrace the challenge of the new order. There you go. That's probably why that's my favorite. Maybe. <laughs> or why it landed on my number. Yeah. When you get this card, Queerance fear seeing the death card. Because to those that don't know, the death card is fucking scary. Well, yeah. Absolutely. And it's, when you take it at face value, you're like, who's oh, going to fucking die? Somebody's going to die. Hopefully yeah. it's not me. Right? But it rarely means physical death. Like like we said earlier, it usually signals a new direction, new job, new partnership whatever whatever it might be exactly yeah. not often does it mean death yeah card number 14 is temperance Ooh, represents the balance of heart and mind okay which the fool needs to thread his way through the temptations of the underworld makes sense i only have the meaning for reversed here because i'm a numpty but the reverse meaning of temperance because uh, <laughs> i'm a numpty takes on a special meaning for business okay it suggests conflicts of interest usually oh interesting yeah. interesting my assumption is like the meaning would be balance yeah i would assume like temperance also just means balance of heart and mind for for yep. whatever the cure querent yep. is right yep. um and then we've got 15 the devil so when the fool comes to realize that we all have a darker side which we must overcome mm-hmm. in a reading it can represent enslavement to evil but usually it just indicates danger and threats that's fair right so, and, i mean here's the thing evil is subjective exactly evil is very subjective so like even if it is like a uh, a succumbing to evil let's say for example it's like 
let's say you have an issue with alcohol. Yeah. It could be that. Exactly. Right. It doesn't necessarily have to take on like a religious aspect of like. 100%. Yeah. Right. Or like evil in your life. Like, for example, evil in my life is anxiety. Yeah. Right. So it could be like my succumbing to anxiety Mm. as an example. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't have to necessarily mean evil as in like I'm a bad fucking person. No. But it's just something that is like toxic. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. 16. We have the Tower of Destruction. The Tower. Hell yeah. It's the shattering of old illusions. And a period of momentous change for the fool. Interesting. He's forced to seek new philosophies upon which to rebuild. Yeah. So in a reading, though, it can point to disaster, distress, and financial ruin, which is horrifying. Yeah. (laughs) No fucking thank you. That is one card you do not want to see in your deck. Yeah. um, Or in your spread. Yeah. No thanks. I mean... But like I said, it's all about intuition. It's all about how you read it. Yeah. Subjective. Um, After the fool gets past the Tower of Destruction. Yeah. The fool is strengthened by these trials. Of course. And he emerges from the dark part of his journey and sees a glimmer of hope. Can I ask you one question? Yeah. The dark side, how many cards were in that? What? One? Five? Six. Six. Interesting. I was mm-hmm. thinking like Dante's Inferno. Oh, yeah. Right? Like the seven. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe is it? But no. Not quite. Nope. Never but mind. six is, you know, also six, an evil six, number. Six. The number of the beast. <laughs> okay, <Sorry>. Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> so he sees a glimmer of hope, which is number 17, the star. So in a reading, the star can signify altered prospects, new opportunities, and yep. a new start. Well, I mean, so, after you've literally fought your way through the pits of the underworld, yeah. had your whole life fucking shattered, exactly, have to rebuild. Welcome to a new, a new hope, yep. right? After the star, we have 18, the moon. My so favorite, Luna. The moon is a card of intuition. Of course. Contemplating it, the fool discovers the sensitive side of his nature. Yeah. In a reading, the moon's just going to represent your dreams and your inspirations. Which Very is, beautiful. I think that's nice. Fucking beautiful. And then what's the opposite of the moon? We got the, the sun. sun. Yeah. Number 19. So when the fool meets this card in his journey, he gains optimism and joy. Yeah. Which honestly, like in a reading, the sun is positive. It's suggesting contentment. It's a happy marriage, successful outcome for plans and business ventures. Yeah. In almost every way, when you get the sun in a reading, it's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. Can I tell you a story about the sun really quickly? Absolutely. Okay. So I have to tell you this because it fucking blew me away. A few months ago. This is while Kaylee was still pregnant okay. with her daughter. Yeah. Um, again, I have never like really seen Kaylee's full deck. The only cards I've seen in her deck are the cards that she's pulled for me in my readings, which has yeah. never been the sun. So I have this dream. And in my dream, Kaylee has like bright red hair like you do, right? Okay. So in my dream, Kaylee's sitting there holding a baby in this like house and her hair looks like it's like on fire. And all of this light is around her. And it mm. was like the warmest, most joyful. Like I have never felt happiness like that. Like in cool. this dream. Yeah. And it was so fucking realistic and crazy. And like 
I'm telling Kaylee, like, I had to call her the next morning. And I was like, dude, I have to tell you about this dream I just had. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, and at, at the time, like, I didn't know if Kaylee was having a girl or a boy. And yeah. I was like, you know, I saw you with this little girl and da da da. And like, this whole thing, because Kaylee didn't know until she gave birth what she was having. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So she never found out the sex, right? And I was like, I had this dream of you like holding this little girl and your hair was on fire and blah, blah, blah. And like I tell her about it and she was like, dude, that's fucking crazy. And she sent me a picture of her card from her terror deck. And it's a woman with bright red flaming hair sitting in front of like this like window with the sun shining from behind her. And it was fucking identical to how she was in my dream. And like I have full body goosebumps (laughs) just saying it because I was like what in the flying fuck so just i had to tell you that story that's so cool yeah i love that yeah and on top of it i was right about the sex of her child so nice throw that out there see you have more intuition than you think just in my dreams (laughs) not while i'm awake just subconsciously (laughs) yeah (laughs) after the sun we have 20 which is judgment yeah judgment comes to the fool as a day of reckoning but offers the chance of redemption yeah. It's going to indicate an opportunity for assessment yeah. or a time of testing, which okay. isn't necessarily a bad thing. No. Nope. And then finally, 21, we've got the world. Ooh. So for the fool, the world is completion. Yeah. Self-fulfillment and, and honestly, true enlightenment. Yeah. The fool has reached his goal. So the world is his oyster, basically. Fuck. <laughs> so the world as well as a wholly positive card. Yeah. It, it's suggesting happiness, resolution, and symbolizes full knowledge and finally like comprehension. Yeah. Full understanding yeah. of what it is that you've done. So that's incredible. That is the fool's journey. I that love is the it. journey we all kind of aspire to go through through life, yeah. I think. Aside from like the tower, I could probably do without that. But... <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like um, as we were talking about this journey, like I was totally able to see yourself, see myself in these cards because I feel like right now I'm at like the star. Yeah, because I'll, uh, you know, kind of get into it a little bit. But a few months ago, like basically had a fucking full fledged mental break. It happens. You know, best of us do that. Yeah. And I just decided that what I was doing in life wasn't fucking working. Yeah. It just wasn't working. I was, you know, put it this way. I have always aspired to materially have the greatest things in life. Yeah. And I always thought that if I have the nice house and the nice car and a good job and the education and the husband and the da 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 Yeah. That like somehow I'll just be fucking happy, Mm-mm. which is false. So no. at one point, about eight months ago... I or no about a year oh, what about a year ago I think about okay. a year ago now yeah about a year ago now I had this whole moment of like where I realized I had the house and I had the car and I had the husband and I had the job and, and you I just had the education not and I was happy fucking miserable yeah like not miserable like I love my spouse so much it, it's fucking gross you you weren't fulfilled i was not fulfilled in yeah. myself yeah, exactly right and it was like everything came crumbling down around you want to talk about tower of fucking destruction yeah my life felt like it was fucking crumbling around me where i was like everything that i've ever learned and ever thought is a fucking lie everything it's all that a lie you banked your success on that yes. you judged yourself based off of yes 
and I fucking was killed it? myself for yep. it. I fucking lost friendships over it. Yep. I, you know, I, I was the hermit. Mm-hmm. I, you know, this, you were my friend and I like, I, what maybe left my house like a couple times a year. I was the one to crack your hermit shell. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I literally would only come out to like, maybe like your birthday yeah or a fire here and there but like i didn't hang out with people no because i was so busy like studying and doing this and doing that and so wrapped up in this fucking like disillusion of what it was to be successful and yeah. happy and like so preoccupied with it yeah. yeah right and um it was all a lie it was all a lie and i was like holy fuck what am i doing with my life (laughs) right it's like that quarter life crisis where i was like fuck me like what do i do with this and i mean if if someone finds fulfillment and and you know contentment in that totally cool for you yes good for you. everybody's journey is different yes but i um i definitely built up my exterior to look perfect because my interior was so imperfect yeah and i have a lot of fucking trauma and a lot of shit that i hid behind a nice house and a nice car and money and trips and and it it, like and i was like at the end of it i was like whoa why am i not happy yeah i've done it all right what what's wrong with me yes Right. Yeah. And now that I've like really like turned that whole journey inwards and I'm like, I feel like I'm a much fucking happier person. Oh, absolutely. Like, I feel like I'm just easier to be around. I have definitely like I you know this. I had a fucking anger problem for years (laughs) and I don't have it anymore. I'm proud of that. Fully capable. You've learned how to release and let go and move forward. Yeah. I'm proud of you for that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you know that means yeah, what that means, means coming lot. from me. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I mean, it's also I just feel like I have much more meaningful relationships with the people yeah. that I fucking care about. Exactly. Right. Like my friendships are better than they've ever been. Like yeah. I don't have as many friends as I used to have, but and that's okay. That's cool. But that's my- again, having a lot of friends. Yeah. Having a lot of people around you. That comes back to your self-image, yes, right? It was all superficial. It, if you have lots of people and you like being like in your scene with a lot of people, then it looks like you are a happy person because yes. you have lots of friends, or it looks like you have lots of friends, but they're yes. not. It was your so friends. superficial. Yeah, it was so superficial, yeah. and I definitely surrounded myself with yes people. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, you're great. Right <laughs> when I needed people like you, where you're like, get your fucking shit together. What are you doing? <laughs> You're fucking, your insides are toxic goo. Fix it. <laughs> I would never say something like that. No, no, no. It, it, you did it in a very subtle, like, hey, I'm kind of worried about you, Way. Hey, maybe you should, like, leave your house and stop studying and um, come enjoy, like, the company of someone other than a textbook. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, but, but if you, you want to come over and hang out, yeah. it's just going to be me. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right and like no okay i'll come to your house (laughs) thanks for show up thanks for never giving up on me (laughs) no it's true but it's interesting to like look at this journey because i definitely can like i think i can pick aspects of my life and see different parts of yourself in in the journey and so cool as tarot readers can use this journey as ways to kind of remember what the cards mean and stuff but no one's journey is, is going to be that linear. No. 
there are ebbs and flows you will shuffle back and forth whatever it's just a tool to kind of help you keep them in order kind of keep what they all mean yeah but your own individual life may not go in that order and that's okay and you know what and here's the thing i think maybe because like I am very aware of everything that I'm going through right now because I am in the middle of fixing it. Exactly. (laughs) I am very, I am highly sensitive to my experiences right now because I'm working on them. No, exactly. So I am, I think it's a lot easier for me to see where each of those cards fits with each of the journey only Mm -hmm. because I'm like actively working on fixing it. Yeah. And you can look back (laughs) on what's going on. Exactly. But Wow, what a fucking great episode. Thank you. Thank you. Fuck. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, like. I feel good about that. I spent some time. So. Yeah, you can I tell. I have to tell you. So one of the one of the th- resources I used for this episode was a uh, documentary. Yes. And I watched this documentary probably t- two or three times. Yep. Two and a half times. I think yep. I made it through the second time halfway and then I restarted it. Yep. So. <laughs> The first time I watched it was like just during the day. I like ate popcorn while I watched it. It was great. And then the second time, like I started taking hand, hand notes. notes and I was like, I am not writing this fast enough. So then I restarted it with my computer. Typing Tabby. Tabby. So by the time I got through the third round, it was like 11 o'clock at night. Mike had already gone to bed. Yeah. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm watching this documentary tippy tapping on my laptop. Yeah. And I'm pausing the documentary intermittently to to, to get it in there. Right. Did the same thing for Pendle. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) pause this documentary and I hear a little fuck on my front door. So I text Mike and I ask him because we have a door leading up to the front porch in our bedroom. Yeah. I text him like, did you go outside? Like, are you outside? Like having a smoke? Yeah. And um, this is like 20 minutes after he's gone to bed, right? Yeah. He responds, no, just no. Ugh. And I'm like, there's some bumps in the night happening outside. Nope. And it's creepy. <laughs> Fucking you know nope. what this motherfucker says to me? LOL. <laughs> Lol, fuck you. He fucking rolled over and went back to sleep. Didn't even get up to check. Like... I was terrified. I just yeah. sat there petrified for a few minutes. Well, yeah. Also, then, like in your living room is a massive fucking window, which is right beside the door. The lights were on. What if there was... Oh, that scares the shit out of me. Like, what if there was just like this fucking face? Hey. So, <laughs> I, I can't. I'm I so decide, spooked. I'm, I'm so fucking I'm spooked. I'm giving you the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. <laughs> it gets so much worse. I got tingly poon right now, Holly. <laughs> fucking freaking out. So, I... Uh, decide to ignore it like any other sane, reasonable person would do. It's fucking ten thirty at night. You're a better woman. You're a better woman than I, Holly. <laughs> I've heard the stories of of uh, skinwalkers, windigos, whatever else. You don't open your door at night. No, don't open the door at night when someone knocks, especially nope. if you, do, you can't tell if there's someone out there or not. And especially, dude, your candle just went out. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> So, I feel like I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I, have, I have another one. That's how I felt. I was like, I almost felt in tears. Ill. Yeah, I felt ill. Yeah. Um. So, I decided to ignore that. Um. And I played the documentary again. Whatever. You're a menace. Finished the documentary, and my Christmas lights were on in my window too. So my okay. Christmas tree is lit up. The lights across the window were lit up. So I could not see out that window to no. save my fucking life if I wanted to. <laughs> 
could this sounds not. like a fucking nightmare situation. <laughs> like, I don't know why. And you know where the plug-in is for the Christmas lights? Right it's in front of the right window. Right under the window. So I turn off the documentary. I'm getting ready to sit up. Yeah. And I hear a fucking tip, tip, tippy tap on the goddamn window. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I have... Oh, fucking no, dude. So horrible. This is what happened as I was writing this episode. <laughs> Can we talk about the fact that someone died in your house? And hey. like, this is scaring the shit out of me. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I am not. Dude, you could fucking kidnap me. I am prepared. <laughs> you could fucking murder me. I am prepared. You could fucking. Not ready for no death. Dude, not ready for paranormal that. shit is the most terrifying fucking thing so, for me. <laughs> you get a little tippy tappy on the window. Fucking no. I'd Just be out. Like, I'd be like, Mike, pack it up. We gotta sell this fucking house. Uh, so I, I called out. I called out for Mike. No response. Don't you dare tell me somebody said something to you because I will no. fucking leave. I did not get any <laughs> sound back. Okay, no, good. Re- no responses back at okay. all. I sat there on the couch for a few minutes. Um contemplating my life up to this <laughs> point to this, if i die tonight have i <laughs> successfully done what i need to do and i decided once again to ignore that <laughs> you're a fucking maniac my ass would have been flying down this hallway into my into bed karate chopping like, fucking mike wake the fuck so like i'm i'm staring at the tv i'm the window is in my periphs and I'm like, I'm like trying to look at my peripheral. Like, I don't want to turn my head. I don't want to look in that direction. You know what I mean? I watch way too many horror movies. I don't so want to do a full look. All I can think of is like some I'm fucking afraid. demon face in the fucking window. I'm afraid of doing a full look for the <laughs> jump scare. <laughs> the jump scare. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know remember exactly what played, the fuck you mean. Remember when we played that game? Fucking <laughs> 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 a VR game yeah, and I did a nope. full look and nope. I fell out the fucking chair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And flew across the fucking room yeah that was what i was afraid of. i'm doing this right now because there is a window to my right in my peripheral and i'm fucking scared to look at it because all i'm picturing is like so (laughs) so i chose to ignore it fuck i got up i calmly walked into the kitchen got into the kitchen and fucking cat needs to stop walking in and out of this room because that door (laughs) looks like it's opening by itself and i'm gonna fight a bitch (laughs) So I walked into the kitchen and I was like, oh, shut it off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like I had to do something to shake it off. <laughs> Heebie jeebies. Nope. Got my water. Went to the bedroom if with there, all the lights on. If there's a fucking tippy tappy. Girl. <laughs> there's no more tippy tappy. You motherfucker. I'm all spooked. I'm spooked. I'm trying to guess the fucking end of this story because I'm too scared. It's honestly anticlimactic. Okay. I- that makes you feel any better. Yeah, it does. A little bit. So I bring all my stuff into the bedroom and I like get set up and I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't leave the lights on overnight. I pay bills. I can't, <laughs> I can't leave these fucking lights on overnight. So my ass took my phone with me, got the fuck up, came out to the living room, checked the door, made sure it was locked on the way. Of course. And I fucking put my face right beside that window to unplug those fucking Christmas lights. Nope. Nope. I don't give a fuck. I don't know how I did it. I don't give I a don't fuck. Know how Those I motherfucking did it. lights would have stayed on all goddamn night. Horrifying. Don't care. I would have paid the extra bill. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> nope. Not today, Satan. Uh, fucking nope. 
But anyways, yeah, I just feel I just felt like you needed to to hear that experience. Okay, that sweet. I had. So I got to just like drive home in the fucking dark <laughs> for an hour now. <laughs> With that in mind, great, cool. So you just got a fucking skinwalker hanging outside who's gonna like climb into my fucking car as I get in and just kill me on the fucking back roads. Great. Is it a skinwalker? Is it a ghost? Probably a ghost more than a skinwalker. I can't. I fucking hate them. <laughs> I hate it here. All right. Well, on that note, Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fuck you. Happy Yule. Hi. How fucking dare you? <laughs> How fucking dare you? <laughs> We had a great day until you did this. <laughs> I just needed you to know what I went through to write that episode that's, for you. That's fair. And I appreciate you. And um, there's fucking <laughs> random tippy tappies at your window. You tell your husband to get up and fucking <laughs> sort it out. The fact that he just left me to die. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> 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 I can literally picture it too. I can picture him, LOL, put it down, and like full body roll over (laughs) and away from his phone. Night. I'm blocked in here with my blackout curtains, so I'm fine. How fucking dare you? (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Okay, well, thank you so much for this episode. I appreciate it. I'm glad that you almost died from supernatural causes to fucking write it. So, like. Okay, let me just reiterate this. I just finished watching a fucking documentary about how spooky tarot is. Tarot is mm-hmm. And I begin the fucking tippy tappies on my door and yeah. window. Hello. No. You want some supernatural? <laughs> you want some mystery? Hello. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. I'm telling you. Well. All right. Well, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We love you all. Thanks for tuning in again. Watch us. Uh no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Do not watch. No, nope. watch for us on Instagram and Facebook. Well, yes. I'm sure we'll be posting lots of nice things for Crimbus. And check out the website because it's up and available now. Yes, read about us. Yes. There's photos of us. If you would like to see what we actually look like, yeah, they're on the website. Yes, it's true. They yes. are. So check it out. Let us know what you think. Uh, send us some feedback. Um, if not on the website, then on our Instagram at what up, which pod or on Facebook at what up, which podcast on Twitter at what up, which podcast or sure. at Gmail <laughs> at what up, which podcast at gmail.com. I have no idea what our Twitter handle is. I'm pretty sure it's podcast. It's either that or pod. Either way, we're probably the only what up with a U witches. with a U. Yeah. What up? Yeah. What up? That's because you know. think you're Snoop Dogg. Your alter ego is Snoop Polly. <laughs> J-Rock, actually, from Shirley <laughs> Park Boys. No, I'm saying. It's so funny. I bought a snow globe today. Quickly. Bought a snow globe today with gnomes in it. And I walked up to Alex and he was like, what do you got in your hand? And I was like, no, I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. All I want is a gnome going super saiyans, so but it's truly a gnome saiyan. You are a fucking menace to society. Do you know this? <laughs> you can't live in a pun, Holly. <laughs> I know you want to, but you fucking can't.
<laughs> that's why the ghost doesn't fuck with me too much because I'm just fucking hilarious. Yeah, and funny. I mean, that's why I think they won't kill us is because they're yeah. like, well, no, I can't listen. Right? Yeah. Because there's a lot of quality content that gets cut out in the <laughs> editing process. <laughs> We're at an hour and 50 minutes. Okay, we should leave. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Chrysler. Yeah. Stay spooky. Bye.